Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rooster Grooves. What's up? Seattle, Washington, and the greater world. <laughs> the greater world, yeah, I guess. Area. Great world our, area. Our yeah. part of the galaxy. There you go. The, the local supercluster of galaxies. We were talking about science, I think, last week off camera. We try to bring a little science, so, you know, after and behind <clears> the <throat> scenes. Yeah. We're both kind of scientific-minded yeah. gentlemen. We like to think so, at least. Amateur scientists. Amateur scientists, yeah. I think, uh, you know, well, if you think about molecules and uh, energy yeah. and vibrations and m music. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of, there's some science in music, even though if it's not really explainable or tangible. You I can like, get yeah. as, as wacky as you want with what <laughs> you're trying to create and use whatever instruments, but all these people are just making speakers vibrate. Exactly. Yeah. Making the air vibrate and then making our eardrums vibrate. Yeah. Waveforms as well. That's a whole nother. Yeah. It's all, it's all energy, baby. Yeah. Craziness. It's just all swirling around us at all times. So... And yeah. it brings us back. Gravity brought us back here today for another episode <laughs> of Roots to Grooves. I yeah. think it might be May when this is out. So hello, May people in the future. Hello, people in May. Yeah. Hopefully wonder, it's nice. I wonder what the world's looking like right now. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah. For people that don't know, we're, we're in the past. Because we, we record a bunch of these, you know, in, in, ahead of time, right? Is that a bad thing to say, to give away... The, the veil behind the curtain that we're not actually live right we're, now. No, I don't think so. You know, that's okay. I think we're here to to, to pull back the veil. There you go. Yeah. Of, of all these artists that we're talking about and, yeah. and see that these are all normal everyday people that are just making cool art. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the gist of what we're talking about. We're talking about real estate today. Yeah, but that, not, that, not what type of real estate? <laughs> this is still Roots to Grooves. This we're talking still, about a band. A band called Real Estate. Yeah, so from, interesting name. It, from New Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. from New Jersey. Ridgewood? Ridgewood, New Jersey. Or um, Wood Ridge. I think it's Ridgewood. I think it's Ridgewood, yeah. Well, so, I've never visited. Have you visited? I've never been to the East Coast. I've been as far uh, east as Texas. I went to, well, New York for the first time in 2019. It's, I was going to say last year, but it's been... Already a little bit ago. You went to Mar a while. Martha's Garden or Vineyard? <laughs> yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I went to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> In Boston, saw Boston for like two seconds and then got a train from there to New York. So the first time I saw New York was on the train at night, seeing the skyline come into view and stuff like that. Awesome. But didn't make it out to New Jersey. I've always heard New Jersey is kind of not such an exciting place to go visit. Well, it's right anywhere. next to New York City. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of got that big brother right right next to it living in the shadow yeah is how i imagine i'm not from over there i'm not from back east sopranos is based there i don't know cool i think that's still a show on my list <laughs> yeah i gotta watch yeah but enough jibber jabber we're talking yeah. about real estate here yeah um cool band i mean uh, uh indie rock yeah it's kind of poppy it's kind of indie uh, a lot of kind of jangly guitars but really nice yeah. um, melodic arpeggiation yeah. yeah with uh with their guitars two guitarists a bass yeah um i think they have keys and then they have a drummer yeah yeah it's very um sort of dreamy swishy swishy music i would call it like mm -hmm. they have a lot of layers of guitars going on yeah which um, that's kind of why i yeah. fell in love with them when i found yeah. him found out about them and that's why i'm still drawn to them um so how did you first discover them i can't remember i think it I, I, honestly it came on a spotify algorithm mm. um new discovery playlist or whatever yeah i'm not exactly sure where it came from I, sometimes i just look around at similar artists 
on a research binge or whatever. Was there a particular track or album do you know of when um, you first came across them? Or? No, it was either the track we played called Darling off of their album In Mind in 2017. That was one of the, the big ones that caught my attention. Yeah. Because um, I think hopefully everyone will listen to that and you can kind of hear those, those intricate guitar melodies. They're simple, but the, the two guitars and the bass playing all together mm. kind of lead to this nice intertwining yeah. jangle and, and melody yeah um you know intertwined and stuff so i that's what i really like i love the i love guitars and uh the melodies you can create with them and then along with his voice is a real chill like he has nice melodies but they're not super crazy poppy they're kind of smooth yeah they're kind of like subdued a little bit they seem to be like Mm -hmm. back in the mix or something yeah 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 uh, sitting in the distance a little bit yeah so i mean all of their music is pretty chill their albums don't you could see some growth and some different stuff they're trying as they're going through their discography, but yeah, which I'll talk about later. Actually, some interesting insights into that sort of growth um, journey. I want to know. Albums. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to know what you got in your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. but yeah, I mean, overall, it's kind of it's super chill. Yeah, it's kind of nostalgic. It, yeah. it feels like you're kind of looking back to what to when do you think what kind of nostalgia like like. Sound wise, like, like music, genre not wise? not music, like uh, mm-hmm. in, in 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 anybody's personal life, like looking mm-hmm. back at your your high school days, for example. Yeah. And these guys started in high school. Yeah. Basically, trying to make some music. Someone mentioned something about well, they have a track called Wonder Years, but someone said something. They phrased it in a strange way about it's like looking through the, the lens of the Wonder Years, like with their music yeah. or something like that. I think that's that's really yeah. apt. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, and and anybody can listen in any generation and, and kind of feel that same nostalgia, yeah. that same kind of longing for the past, that kind of melancholy mm-hmm. feeling. So a, a lot of what they talk about in the lyrics, for example, is kind of, I mean, it feels kind of bedroomy. You know, it's kind yeah. of yeah. local feeling. Um, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, they, they talk about like lyrically about their neighborhood, mm-hmm. you know, about like the street lights the you know the symmetry of the houses down the road yeah like just kind of being a person being a kid growing up and 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 being in this feeling like your neighborhood is kind of the whole world yeah yeah that was like um yeah like i think their first album so i guess i'll kind of mention it now like maybe we can talk a little bit more in depth as we, go, as we go a little tease um but like yeah the first album came out in 2009 called real estate and um Self-titled? Yeah, and I think kind of like what they said about that, it was maybe like lyrically, it was about like the high school years growing up in the suburbs Mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah, right, very suburbs. That's a a key word. And then they mention uh, the second album, Days, is is kind of like the second phase of life after you've moved out of home and just like getting on your feet as a young adult sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Atlas, I'm not really... I guess it wasn't really like uh, planned out, but uh, in terms of like, well, maybe you can speak to that lyrically or whatever with the content of that album. But, but yeah, so they've sort of gone from like, you know, high school childhood to young adult and, you know, and now they're currently parents. That's sort of like one sort of theme, I think, through these albums. But mm-hmm. the other theme, I think, because they talked a lot about how they progressed musically and as songwriters and as musicians um and basically saying that every album is a progression of them getting better at all of those things Mm -hmm. yeah so like lyrically there's like some 
you know, interesting. Like it's like a com- It's like every album. It's like a coming of age movie through five albums. Totally, like that, you know? that that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, yeah I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, They're, the stuff they talk about is very just kind of human. Yeah, almost mundane. Yeah, and some of the you know looking up reviews and stuff online, some some would say to a fault. Some reviewers would be like this, like there's nothing going on. There's nothing exciting. Uh, there's not any, there's not enough changes. The melodies are lame. Mm, um, yeah. But I think, I mean, that's not where, really what the point of what they're doing is and what they do really well, what they do basically on every album in a slightly different way is, is create a super chill vibe to, to kick it to. Yeah. Um, that's what I thought. So I'd never heard of them before until you, you mentioned them. Nice. So I, yeah, I hadn't even heard one song I listened to. I listened to the entire first album all the way through, and then I listened to sort of bits of the other albums. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't recognize anything, so I definitely hadn't yeah. heard anything before. Uh, they're they're but, making some waves, though. They're in yeah. the the music world. I've heard them at Safeway. <laughs> really? Yeah. So <laughs> interest. Maybe, maybe I've subconsciously heard them then. In, around, yeah. But um, yeah, no. And I was like, you know, I can get what some of those reviewers are saying, like. You know, on one hand, it could be very sort of samey type of music. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like it sets a really specific mood. And yeah, you know, I think when, so too. when you want to go to that place, you know, you can put them on whichever album and sort of get to that place mm-hmm. sort of thing. I, um, I think that's exactly what it's about. It's not, I feel, it's, yeah. it's not challenging you as a listener. Oh, yeah. It's not, ooh, can you, can you keep up with these key changes or these, you know, different... Um, yeah. Um, what do you call them when the beat changes? Uh, <laughs> rith- uh, time signature yeah, changes. Yeah, exactly. Like time yeah. signature. Yeah, Couldn't yeah. think of that off, my, off the top. <laughs> but, you know, they're not challenging the listener too much. They're just kind of providing this lovely, lush, yeah. you know, reverby, jangly guitar, you know, melodic guitar, intertwining backdrop. Yeah. Um, I think it works. So when I first discovered them, what I was doing a lot was painting. Okay. And so I was, you know, up in my apartment just painting. Mm-hmm. And I would have them on and I was kind of discovering them and I didn't know who it was, but it was just super great to chill to. Yeah. And it, I, it wasn't, you know, I, I didn't have to take my mind off of what I was doing yeah. to appreciate what they were doing, but it, it just kind of created that awesome backdrop for me to, to still allow my mind to think about what I want and, yeah. and to, to just kind of move forward like that. That's cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I keep going back to them. That's yeah. why I decided to, to make my choice for the week. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I think they do it really well, despite, you know, other people don't like that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm into all types of music. And if anyone knows that watches Signal and watches The Drop. Uh, that's, that's got some good stuff on it. Yeah. I'm always sort of drawn more, you know, I would say funky stuff is more my wheelhouse. But mm-hmm. I do, you know, also we did a show on Inspirations that would come out at some point where I played a lot of heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, that one got wild. Um, but, you know, but I also like, I would put like real estate kind of in the realm of like, I really like postal service. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's the kind of music, it's like, I don't listen to it all the time, but I know when I want to sort of have that sort of vibe kind mm-hmm. of thing, I can go to like bands like that. And I think, I mean, real estate mentioned some, influences was weezer like a, an influence for them yeah i think like early that? on yeah. when yeah. they were they were kind of first meeting each other um so i mean yeah. we, that's a nice little segue if we can talk about their history let's do that yeah. i think that is one of the bands um i think a, a band from idaho built to spill yeah which i keep coming up and i 
I saw them open up for the Shins in Idaho once. Oh, yeah? And right. I don't know. They've always, I don't know. I haven't really discovered them that much. The stuff I've heard is yeah. not hitting me. I haven't Super. heard of them at all. So I they've come say. up a couple times yeah. anyway. Yeah. But um, more the reason to check them out because they do keep coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, a band called Pavement. I think, yeah, I've heard of Pavement. And I have not. Yeah, I think so. the, they mentioned the Pixies at some point. Another Pixies fan. The, they keep coming up in our episodes as well. Who else mentioned them? Uh, definitely Tori and Moi mentioned them. Who else? Was it Pink? Aerial Pink? No. can't remember who else that we covered that mentioned the Pixies as an influence. You tell us. Hit us up on that email because yeah, yeah. we don't even know what we're talking about. Exactly, We've done a lot yeah. of episodes now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, another band called The Feelies, which I, yeah. I saw come up in a, a couple different reviews, um, which yeah. I've never heard of, but they sound like a cool band. I haven't. I meant, meant to look them up prior to the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't do that. We could look them up on the show, maybe. I don't know. Maybe on a break. Maybe I mean, on a we break. We don't have yeah. all day. Not all day, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I guess they basically started in high school. Yeah, I think um, did we, we didn't mention the the members of the band. I got yeah. Um, so so currently there's a, a five piece right, and they've gone through a lot of different lineup changes <laughs> over right. the years. Except for we, so upset for like the two was it two three guys that yeah were there from the beginning the two that I have Martin Courtney yeah he's he's I, I I what I found is the main songwriter basically yeah he's bringing the meat and potatoes to the band and then they flush it out yeah um and then Alex Bleeker on bass. And I think they they were friends in in high school. Yeah. And I think they met on the bus. Yeah. I think one of them was in high school choir. Yeah. So I think they said I saw an interview with both of them from ooh, five years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. They said they they kind of knew each other when they were ten years old. Oh, even that far back. Yeah, but they didn't become friends until they were like thirteen, fourteen. Cool. Um, bonding over music. Yeah, I think like the. Uh, they're on a bus and uh yeah one of them was like listening to weezer or something yeah and they're like you yeah. want to listen the impossible i think was oh, okay there you go yeah, yeah and um yeah on his walkman yeah and he was like yeah had to listen and um didn't even have an ipod exactly yeah <laughs> this must have been in when the 80s i don't know yeah no, they're like how old are they by the way do we know uh, I don't know. The, I mean, yeah. Martin Courtney has like three kids now, so I think he's probably in his thirties. Yeah. Wow. I don't have any kids, and I'm in my thirties. <laughs> I still got time, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't think guys aren't as as big of a rush. I think we could <laughs> yeah. we yeah. could still create. Yeah. For many years. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. There are lots of old <laughs> actors that have uh, very young children. So yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, where were we? <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, I mean, so yeah, I mean, basically these guys meet each other and um, even some other members who ended up being in the band later yeah, um, were still kind of in this group, um, all kind of meeting each other as far as I know. Yeah. So whoever was in the band, I think it was Martin Courtney and Alex Bleeker at this point and maybe a couple other guys playing the instruments, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they, they, their first show was a show they set up in their parents' yard yeah yeah. as far as i saw you saw that too that's true yeah yeah, i think so back in martin's backyard or something like that i think yeah Yeah. and they just um they invited other local bands from the high school and no bill to bill yeah and and threw a show in the backyard yeah and then well sort of before then i I did see martin was talking about he used to play uh double bass i think in school in elementary school okay and he was like in the orchestra or something like that and, oh, that's uh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then they had like a, a, a talent show at his elementary school, and he decided to form a band with his, I don't know how old he was at this stage, 
yeah, like uh, eleven, something like that. Yeah, and then um, yeah, they they formed a band. These like the other shows were like uh, um, the other people performing were like dancers and lip syncers and stuff like that. And they they said that you know we had on instruments and we were like felt very sort of like professional and like we had mm-hmm. something to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they played uh, uh, "Sweet Home Alabama" as a yeah. song. Blue suede shoes by Elvis Presley. Yeah. Uh, what was, there was another another third one. I'm not sure. I got. I think it was rock and roll all night. I think. Uh, kiss. Oh, by the kiss by kiss. Yeah. Or the kiss. Not the kiss. Oh, maybe new kiss. band name for somebody out there. The kiss. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, in elementary school, 11 years old, which reminded me of my my first uh, show when I was 11 years old. Similar experience. I like formed a band with like a couple of my friends that were at school like mm-hmm. i had only one friend at least that had like played keyboard kind of thing yeah he like just did all this stuff and so i played drums we used to like get together at like in my friend's uh, garage and then we formed this band with like no one could play any instruments apart from really me and my friend on keyboard kind of thing what were you guys called uh well because i had a secondhand drum kit and the make of that drum kit was called axe and it had Axe already written on the drum skin. So I was like, oh, no. we're <laughs> called Axe. And it was weird. And uh, yeah, we got the show. It was like uh, uh, the school. It was like a school fate they have in England kind of thing. Okay. Like a, in the summertime out in the field. And uh, and uh, we played on the back of like a truck, pickup truck sort of thing. But like... That's great. I had like like two two friends just like bailed at the last minute kind of thing and so it was just Come me on. on drums and the keyboardist kind of thing but it reminded me because like uh they like when he was talking about um was it martin talking about doing this band he said like you know none of them wanted to sing <laughs> they didn't like you know there were kids and that no one really wanted to be out front i think they got found one with his friends that decided he was going to do it kind of thing uh-huh. but, um i mean fair enough that's yeah. a that's kind of a big step for a band yeah yeah. Uh, you know, especially as kids, yeah. you know, a lot of people are shy, yeah. don't necessarily have the, the training or, um, don't know the what history doing, really like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. literally just don't know what you're doing. So, you know, it's not hard to get started sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think anybody in a band has kind of been there singing and coming up with lyrics is some of the more difficult, yeah. you know, time intensive or, you know, energy intensive stuff. Yeah. I think you either like, yeah, that's really been hard. Like, especially for me like i play drums isn't the main thing mm-hmm. play a little bit of guitar and keys and whatever not as good as i can play drums sort of thing but one thing i've never done is sing and and just i sort of admire anyone that obviously can sing come up with a melody write lyrics that's lyrics is like real hard mm-hmm. like, yeah me, although i think writing uh, lyrics is kind of fun it's like yeah. a puzzle i just like i just when i think about it i just like oh i'm just like writing bad poetry or something like that yeah. <laughs> i don't know but that's how it all yeah. starts i think bad poetry yeah yeah that's the first step to yeah, writing good lyrics own that bad poetry <laughs> so i mean yeah these guys are i mean they're starting to show like they know what they want to do yeah um uh kind of what's next i mean they yeah. all kind of went through high school and they were still kind of playing music yeah. kind of formulating themselves as people as musicians yeah har- harnessing gaining their skills acquiring their skills i thought what was really interesting about the this whole thing like because they all sort of knew each other from school and from childhood and then also like they knew other people that 
went on to into like other bands that like blew up from that area kind of thing. yeah they weren't saying a circle of musicians yeah. surrounding him and it was interesting yeah like martin was saying like he wasn't into sports or anything like that so he didn't play any of those things but it was like music was the draw kind of thing and, mm -hmm. and alex talked about that as well you know saying you know they used to just hang out and they used to play listen to music and talk about music and so then the extension of like creating music was just felt like a natural thing it's like you know and that was a whole friend group it was all about music listening to it creating it mm -hmm. um yeah and so many like even some of the band members that are in in the band now were not in the band originally but they still knew them from high school mm -hmm. i think even they're like the guy that does their lighting on the or something like that on their crews yeah. like used to go to high school with them as well and stuff right. like that so it's like yeah so it's, it's really cool like way of kind of like you know i don't know yeah no like, i and i've seen that in other places like yeah. um i think it would flee from chili peppers hmm. like lived in the same neighborhood as slash or something like that oh really yeah, I mean, just you yeah. see these weird connections with yeah. with you know different kind of groups of and they all became music. famous and separately and differently yeah. and they all came they sort of knew each I other mean, or it, something. Yeah, it kind of goes to show what the power of networking is and yeah. and and helping others create and yeah. and you know that give and take. Yeah, and I don't know from all this research, like it seems like that's a way towards success. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of great people don't do these things by themselves, like, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. A lot of these yeah. people who are known for doing great things have have a right hand man yeah. or a network of people helping them. Yeah, it's it's pretty rare to see somebody just kind of be an isolated person yeah. and, and kind of you know shoot into the, the mainstream world. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah um, and so the, these guys did it all together. And um, should, we, should we talk about what? Well, do you want to talk more about the history or should oh. we talk into the albums? Or? No, yeah, we're talking to their albums. I guess yeah. just skip ahead a little bit. I went, they went to high school. Then I think most of them went to college hmm. um, at, at various colleges. I oh, think yeah. one went to California. Well, one of the guys went to Olympia here in Washington Oh, that's State. right. Yeah, yeah, I went to the, um, Evergreen. Yeah. Which is like, it's like a hippie college, right? So like, it's got that, it's known for that. Yeah, is that the one that's um, out, in, out uh, east, is it? Evergreen. I, I, don't know. I thought it was like over geography. here or maybe more west, but I'm not sure where I'm it is. Sure. Yeah, it's like in a small town somewhere. I think it is, yeah. but uh, that's yeah. all I know is like it's known for being like a hippie school. Oh, interesting. I, I just that's what I have to say about it. That's all I know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of did a similar thing here. Uh, these guys from real estate is uh, what kind of happened to wall paint that we talked about in a different episode, right? Is, mm -hmm. But this is sort of different because they were in high school and then going to study yeah so they were all separated into different states uh studying at college and stuff like that. did they all finish college did they all graduate and stuff um like i don't know i think they all did yeah as as far as i know but i didn't see anything come up about specific degrees yeah. or what they left with but they um definitely uh just stayed in contact and we're still writing music together. Right? Yeah, just During kind of separately, time. you know, postal service style. Did I just put up on the mic? No, we'll <laughs> cut that out anyway. But I mean, yeah, I think they were still sending ideas to each other. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, uh, they 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 had this group called Less Lease Majesty. Lease. I don't I don't know how to say it. Lessy. How do you spell it? L e s e. Hmm. Lays. I don't know. Is, is that French? Les, I don't know. Lazy. Yeah, Lazy Majeste. 
Majesty, um, Majesty is the second thing. I think it's just Majesty, but yeah. unless you have a French accent, you know, you got to switch it Majesté, up a little. Uh, no, Legend, yeah, that's. I think that should be it. Well, wasn't um, the original drummer French? He has a very French name. Oh, he's Dubois. Etienne Pierre Pierre Dubois. I think that's, that's right. That's a very French name. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that though. Yeah. But anyway, I think they they kind of formed this band, Bleaker and Monda bon, Monda Nile hmm. and Courtney. Um, they they started this band that was meant to be a touring band for their friend Julian Lynch, who had his own project. Mm, okay. um, and so that's kind of where they got their start, you know, working together as a band. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, I, that's kind of the history as far as I know. And then they basically we can jump to that first album. Yeah. And did they happen to think? Um, there's this EP thing at Atlantic City Expressway. Isn't that their first release? Okay, I didn't. I didn't see that or listen to that. I came across it. So it's not on Spotify because um, that's the only stream. But I don't look anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's, if they don't have it, then we don't have it. Um, yeah, I saw somewhere that was that. Um, I didn't look into what tracks were on there, but there. Yeah, if it did come out, it came out in two thousand and nine, which is the same year as their first album, mm-hmm. self-titled Real Estate. I would call that album. Well, it's kind of like the rest of their music, but I wrote down an atmospheric, laid-back, distant vocals, garage type of sound. Mm-hmm. Like, a little rougher than kind of what they're known for in the future. Yeah, it felt more... Well, it's definitely atmospheric because of the way it was recorded. It kind of sounds like it was in a... Was it kind of lo-fi? It, yeah, lo-fi. Like in a, I mean, it's, it's polished sounding. It's mixed, but the sound of like the drums and everything sounds very garage kind uh-huh. of, you know like a rehearsal room like it's really live room. yeah really live and sort of kind of a little bit jammy i think like they've got this one really super long track i think um that's like towards the end of the album that's like seven minutes long or something like that mm. um and uh sort of goes in a few different directions a little bit um i really like this album yeah i listened to it all the way through nice and interesting so, i that's yeah. one that i did not come across so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, people listening, yeah. go check that out. I'm going to yeah. check it out on my ride home, I guess. Yeah. If it's on YouTube, or where'd you find it? Oh, and I'm talking about real estate, the first album. Oh, that, for, oh, that first yeah, yeah, yeah. self-titled real estate. Yeah, yeah, Okay, which I... No, no I'm sorry, then I did listen to that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't explain myself correctly. Oh, no, no, no. Starting out there, but um, yeah. So That one is good, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly how you described it. Yeah. Totally. Um, I think they were kind of finding their sound. Yeah. Did, at that point, were they signed to a label? um no well i'm not sure it came out somehow but i think 2011 was or 14 maybe is when they signed to domino was that yeah i think domino recording company and that was a little later yeah i mean kind of much later yeah like the third album or something like that but yeah i mean real estate 2009 i got i put some words down like you know it's shimmering it's kind of subdued yeah. I mean, it, like I think of like light reflecting off a body of water, yeah. you know, but like you said, kind of live sounding, yeah. um, but it's still, it's fluid, it's consistent. It's got, it's got the makings for what they kind of started to build in their, their later albums, Yeah, yeah. Um, which they, I would say they kind of built up into their, you know, their, I don't know if you'd call it the, the masterpiece like Atlas or in mind mm. in 2014, 2017, like they're, yeah. they're, they're latest they are really like atlas um and i i think i saw some stuff about that album as they didn't want to record it in their hometown 
so they uh, went to Chicago and rented a house and mm-hmm. lived together. And then they had a studio out in Chicago where they recorded it all. Um, basically saying they didn't want to like, you know, if they recorded it in New York, then they would like, you know, after the studio, maybe get distracted and friends inviting them out and stuff like that. Right. Whereas this, I think, was a way for them to focus just on recording and writing. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. And... um um, real quick, I don't want to skip yeah. over Days in 2011. Yeah. Their album Days, October 2011. And that's a little more of the same. You know, like these guys are pretty in their niche of yeah. what they're doing with their, you know, chill guitar music. Yeah. Um, but this one's a little cleaner, a little sharper, a little stronger. Yeah, and they're, so this, their drummer that they originally had, the French guy, mm-hmm. crazy long name, like he left around that time. Right. Just before they recorded the album. So he's like on one track. And then they have like four or five other drummers that played on different tracks. Yeah, they, they were kind of figuring out what was going on with the, the yeah. situation. But it didn't affect the sound, I don't think. It all sounds like a consistent album mm-hmm. like, all the way through. You yeah. Can't, you can't tell there's different mm-hmm. musicians or whatever on that kind of thing. Um, yeah, totally. I, I mean... And I think that's also like maybe the way they write their music. Because they have... I think they have like a few different ways of writing. I don't know if you saw... Um, basically three ways i think like one is just jamming together in a mm-hmm. room and coming up with something um another way is uh like martin will have a, a guitar like a structured bunch of guitar riffs that's right. kind of a song but without the vocals yet and i'll go and rehearse that and then i think the third way is he'll actually fully do a demo of his by himself of like an entire song with right like, uh, scratch drum kept track and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i think maybe that's like how they were able to do days in that way with these different drummers is they already kind of went in with like a pre-structure of the songs kind of already written and right know, just like a lot of bands do yeah totally you know, like, yeah. and i think they hit the market it's 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 a solid album yeah, I and like it, yeah. they they began getting notoriety yeah and um you know acclaim yeah uh, across the nation yeah and so, like, like I said, I, I listen to these guys. I, I've heard them at Safeway. So <laughs> if that's not a, a sign of success, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Days 2011. Good album. It's solid. It's atmospheric. It's, mm. it's cool. In 2014, Atlas came out. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the albums that I found um, kind of when I first discovered this band, Real Estate. Mm-hmm. And this has some classic stuff on it. And yeah, like you said, they were living in Chicago because they didn't want to record in New York. Um, But this one's a little more collaborative. They captured a lot of good live energy. Um, It took shape a little more naturally. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think most of the songs they recorded live. Mm -hmm. Once they had the structure down and they figured out what parts everyone wanted to play, they worked them out and then they basically got the the gist of the record recorded live. In 10 days, I think. Um, is yeah. what they said. Yeah. I think the, the producer they were working with said he's, he's like, I, I work fast. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he said, they said they didn't really know. They didn't think they were going to do it live when they went into it. They just knew they wanted to do it quickly. It was what they said. Um, yeah. Not think about it too much. Not overthink. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And just, you know, really, um, yeah, kind of get, capture that energy. I think is what they said of, of how they play live. They wanted to try and capture mm-hmm. that same energy in a record rather than kind of recording things separately and layering things and totally overdubbing, like just trying to capture the nucleus of the energy, which is really hard, you know, to do. And I think that's a really important thing to try and capture, especially if you're a band. I mean, they're a traditional band in the sense of yeah. things and their music 
does not sound anything other than a live band right yeah and i think they really made a point to try to develop that and yeah it's interesting because these that feeling is like in your body and and it doesn't really exist before you create this album yeah and so how do you translate that yeah and all these guys i think they were saying they're really kind of opinionated all the people in the bands have these ideas about what they want to sound like what if we did this drum beat what if we did a bass like this yeah and they you know they work it out so they could all have parts that they like to play and incorporate what they think should happen in the music yeah um and i think they brought it and they did they did a really good job and this is also uh the first time they integrated keyboards into their sound mm-hmm. um which if you hear the album is very still even subdued i think there's nothing too in your face keyboards wise i heard some like roads i think in there and a few Not, tracks yeah, like that. Like, yeah right i think they just they blend it really nicely underneath the guitars yeah and the guitars are doing most of the melody yeah but they got the keyboards just doing some real, yeah, not in your face yeah. background providing texture and atmosphere. Yeah. And I think it seems to be something that they already pre-figured out that they wanted before they went to the studio because they said uh, they realized that none of them could pull off the playing that they wanted to achieve, mm-hmm. which is why they recruited Matt Coleman or Kalman. Cal- I'm not sure how you yeah, Kalman. Kalman. Well, I would never have guess that i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce <laughs> it but it's fine we'll go um, with that yeah so he joined the band at that point to um provide the keys mm-hmm. for that album and has been with them since but, yeah um, which is great that the album's it's chill it's relaxed they they're they're defining who they are as a band i think yeah a lot and they're really hitting the mark and hitting their stride with with atlas yeah i really like this album actually. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's got a pleasant atmosphere yeah they're you know they're solid you know pretty melodies that blend with the guitar and not in your face yeah. real kind of soft you know mix wise yeah. you know kind of deep in the mix not super poppy up front and bright yeah um you know so it's it's kind of subtle it, it's i'm getting these vibes of nostalgia yeah it's simple it's rich a little sad hmm should we uh play a song from that sad in a good way you know get those nostalgic kind of vibes but yeah uh, yeah you have one loaded up we got yeah, we put a couple in that yeah. list um yeah i added four <laughs> give me one you got it Ooh, well I'll, I'll add the one that you added actually because you, you've had you had a good selection for the first track that we okay played. yeah i think it's, it's the first one off of atlas had to hear mm-hmm. had to hear okay here we go let's pump it up Had to hear it. That was called "Had to Hear" by Real Estate. Forced into it. So I mean, you can hear them. They they settle into this beautiful little pocket, yeah. And they don't give you a mad solo or take the song in a weird direction or give you a weird key change. You know, they they find oh, yeah. this beautiful little pocket. Well, there was like soloing at the end there, but it wasn't intense. It was like part of the, the yeah flow, right? Right. Yeah. 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 They they just keep that kind of flowy, lighthearted chill vibe and that's what i think they do really well and i think that's what they're about yeah and that's why that's why i love them that's why i brought them to the table yeah yeah. so i think and they yeah it's it's great simple simple melodies yeah with the guitar yeah um with the you know it's simple stuff but all coming together with the cool bass lines like a like a windshield wiper (laughs) across your windshield and then you know some pretty guitars yeah you know i don't know i just like it isn't that you can't say that's not a smooth pretty sound yeah and it is sort of, uh, I don't know, I was getting sort of, uh, not really Beatles vibe, maybe a little bit. I don't know, do, yeah, you hear, do you feel that a little bit? Like, yeah, totally. Um, that sort of 60s sort of 
you could see like a black and white video of them in suits playing that song maybe or something yeah and that's what's cool they, they yeah. kind of evoke this sense of nostalgia looking yeah. back at yeah. good times yeah and that's kind of i don't know yeah i like it it's yeah. cool i don't know how to describe it yeah but I, think, I hope other people feel like that too yeah i think like one thing they said is they've been working on each album like i say like progressing they use each album as a chance to sort of um you know tr- sort of evolve i think in their mm-hmm. own way kind of thing mm-hmm. um and uh sort of saying uh like train of thought man this is like the third time this has happened in this season of shows i was gonna say something very important and uh about ah. <laughs> well you got the mic in front you got the camera on there's a lot going on there's a lot going on at least there's not a party next door that happened a few weeks ago yeah yeah oh yeah we, I think we might have to redo those episodes we'll talk about that later yeah so i guess the, the one other thing after this album is that has to be talked about is the guitarist mandanine mm-hmm. is yeah. that how you say his name would you agree uh i'll go with your suggestion yeah i can't really I'm sure. see if i can see his name somewhere well. else mandanine is what i have mandanine. written on in my notes so at this point he was kicked out of the band one denial yeah some of that um yeah um and i guess a little bit of controversy around that it seems like a little bit was yeah that, i think it was controversy but i guess it was pretty cut and dry yeah in the end was it was he the, was he the guy that was treating women inappropriately yeah or something like that? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I've, at first they i think it was like they went through pitchfork with a review or something yeah. to get the message out however it happened i don't know but yeah yeah they reviewed it and what they the band said um so i mean let me back up man and i had another band who he was working on called ducktales okay yeah. so basically their statement was oh he's going to concentrate on ducktales yeah everything's good we're getting a new guitarist no problem they initially said right yeah Yeah, but for whatever reason then it came out and they yeah i can't remember what i was reading but yeah they came out and said the specific reason was that he was mistreating women yeah and basically he was a sexual predator which yeah (laughs) i didn't hear that part of it well well i mean that's what it is i mean if you're well yeah I, but I mean, yeah, was that to that extent like well, cause he, I not he, just verbally or yeah, psychological yeah. stuff, like you know, physical stuff? Oh, well, so yeah, I don't know the details at all, but I know that I think he initially said it was all like bullshit in a, in a certain sense, and then he ended up like apologizing through his lawyer or something like that, and then well, he, and then he said something about like um, he signed a leaving agreement that said that the agreement was they wouldn't neither side would say anything bad about the other party to like not yeah. affect their career or something like that and he felt that they did say something bad towards him through that i mean if you're doing crazy shit like that and then i mean someone needs I mean, to say you, some you bad gotta, shit about you got it coming like what do you expect <laughs> exactly i mean you know make your own what was it make you dig your own i don't know what the saying is something like dig your own hole yeah, yeah. yeah but i mean yeah so the band had the you know the higher ground the the higher moral yeah. ground and i don't know he doesn't really have a play no um he was mistreating women yeah. and that's you know just gross so they kicked him out yeah i think that ha- that's happened oh there was this band out of the uk that i heard about recently or oh, it wasn't the uk it was um oh what's that band from las vegas the killers killers did you hear about some stuff that happened with them no yeah i think there was some weird shit that happened on their tours. It didn't involve the band members, but it involved like crew members and like oh, prostitutes really? and stuff like that. And it was like... It is Vegas. Yeah, well... A bunch of guys from <laughs> Vegas. They're from <laughs> Vegas, but they're actually bigger in the UK and Europe than they are in America. And um, uh-huh. 
I think they tour all over the world and stuff. But yeah, it was like big news in the UK for a little bit, like recently, like in the last year, I think. Um, I did not know that. that yeah. I like the Killers. Yeah, some shit went down with them. Is their song? I mean, Mr. Brightside is it? It's just absolutely huge over there. Is that their? Was that their first ever single? I think that's the first yeah. one. They were like massive in the. I was in the UK when that came out, and they were they were everywhere. Yeah, like mainstream. Yeah, I don't know why that particular yeah. song popped off over there, and they yeah. just absolutely love it. Yeah, but um, I don't think they had that. Good sort for of, them. That happens sometimes, actually, with like American bands that um, don't. They sort of like make it to Europe or the UK and get really big, and then like no one knows who they are in America. Yeah, but then they have that sort of like. Uh, What's that word? Sort of seductive nature to them. You know, like if you're in the UK, and it's like, here's this band from Las Vegas. Well, that sounds interesting, and they're called the Killers. You know, and there's yeah. a whole like mystique around them. So they're like bigger in Europe, and then and on the flip side, you have a band like Bush, who are all British, and made it moved over to America and became famous in America before they anyone knew who they were in England. Are they big over there now? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I think they disbanded a while ago, but you know, like oh, Gavin okay. Rosdale, right? You know, he's, he's the singer. He's the singer. Yeah. Was married to Gwen Stefani. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the but Bush. They, yeah. Yeah. The Bush, they, they were all English, I think. And they literally relocated the entire band to like LA uh-huh okay um, got their record deals i'm not sure if like i knew they were from the uk yeah. or from over there at all yeah i did see them once and it was pretty cool because they had some yeah. they had songs on the the radio and everything over here like you said they were popular yeah i liked uh one of their albums i can't remember the name of it, it had like a pitbull or french bulldog on the front cover or something like I, that. I don't even know what any of their albums look like but i yeah. saw them open up for incubus oh wow at a show or it was like a co-headlining kind of festival when was this type thing a long time ago yeah like 2010 11 Hmm. somewhere back there Mm -hmm. and they put on a good show it was awesome nice incubus was great as well incubus yeah they like the skate of the rock ish yeah funky bit funky they were super funky almost metal funk metal funk neo metal yeah new metal whatever you would want to call it yeah i think maybe those names neo new i gotta go do some vocabulary words dude (laughs) i'm not sure i think we looked up neo once and it was like it meant new but then there's the word n-u new yeah new metal new anyway we digress again yeah so this guitarist was kicked out and it's it's messed up because i mean obviously we listened to this you know this song from alice we just listened to and he's doing that yeah. yeah, and he's doing great stuff, and I, I liked his 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 playing. It was really nice. Yeah, and he was really good. Yeah. Um, and he also had this other band who I didn't check out, Ducktales. But yeah, maybe don't check him out, anybody. <laughs> don't support this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the details. It seems like you know more. Well, I, I mean, what happened, but um, I went on yeah. a little tangent and looked up him specifically oh, yeah. and Shots brought up some, some more details. Yeah, uh, great. Because yeah, on like their Wikipedia, for example, it didn't it didn't go into the details. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went a little hunting and yeah, it was, it was, you know, worse than they were making it out to be really some bad stories. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. there it is. He's out though. So it's all good. Yeah. They moved on. Did, uh, was it Julian Lynch that replaced him or was he, um, I, I, uh, let me pull it up. I'm not sure. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, no, you're right. Julian Lynch. So that was the guy who they were originally kind of, they're yeah. his backing band. So they were his backing band. They became their own band. Julian Lynch uh had a solo call still has a solo career i guess i don't know yeah um and uh yeah they sort of brought him in 
to replace him. And I think they said about that as like, um, well, like musically, yeah, it is a change and it's going to be different musically. Um, but they said it was for a good thing, a good way. And they also said, you know, we've known him since high school as well. So it's not like, it's not like someone completely fresh coming in. Yeah. So another but, person from their hometown, yeah. essentially, they were yeah. already in their circle. They'd known him yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, anybody would would agree that's a huge value yeah. rather than bringing in some, who's this guy? Nobody knows anything about him. Yeah. That, you know, that could go multitude of ways. It's kind of like the, the Chili Pepper story again, right? When um, John Fisconti left him. Um, and then Josh. Josh. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Cliff. Hoff, 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 Cliff Hoffer. Is that Hoff, Hoff, Hoffling? I don't know. It's something in there, though. We said all those syllables. Doesn't matter. He's not in there anymore. Um, He's but, out too. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't a complete stranger because I think he actually played uh, on tour, like in the in the background or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he was a, you know an extra guitarist. Yeah, and, and you knew them, was hanging around them. So yeah, it's always better, I think, if you can. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you could go either way, really. Like, you could find someone new that's just and that's something interesting to the mix. But, that's certainly yeah. happened in the music yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the times, like we've talked about on the show before, it's 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 uh, about relationships and yeah. and networks but, and and growth. Well, because it's not just about the music. Like, you know, music obviously is a very important thing. You need that kind of musical rapport. With right. the other musicians, but at the same time, you know, this is someone that's going to be on tour with you. It's going to be they're hanging out with them. You, they basically become part of the family. So, yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of so that's huge dynamics at play for that. Um, Keeps but, it interesting always. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm pumped though because then they they came out with that next album in mind. Yeah, and then this is another one of my favorites. Um, yeah, one of my favorites for yeah. sure. And this one I have like the least notes on because I'm just talking off the top of my head, I guess. But that was 2017. Yeah. And this is... I wrote down it's my least favorite. You wrote that down? <laughs> That's your least favorite? Well, to be fair, though, I didn't listen to it all the way through. I just listened oh. to a few tracks. Um, maybe you listened to the wrong ones. I Maybe. And I was like, see, I felt like it felt a little bit um, gritty or harsh in the sound of it like the the way the drums sound and that compared to their other stuff it didn't sound as soft mm-hmm. as some of their other stuff yeah it was a little or more crisp, crystallized more crystallized crispy yeah it was a little more yeah which is but, but then we we opened that the show with that song darling which i liked now having heard that so yeah i probably need to give that like another for, go but that for album. example there was one dud that i maybe would say they shouldn't have put on the album and it's and i'm not trying to be a hater but i think it was <laughs> It was written by Bleeker, okay, Alex Bleeker, and it was kind of like his song, and I don't think it's really the same vibe. Oh, really? So, oh, I think it was called Diamond Eyes, and it's just not really the same vibe that I'm getting, Oh, that I like from... Um, I actually like the way that started out, I think. Let's just, for shits and giggles, let's just play the little bit of the beginning of that, because okay. I liked how it started out, but then... Okay, uh, yeah, it's differing like, opinions, I like it. Kind of funky. Kind of country? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It's a time to be humble. It's a time. Yeah, but then. <laughs> then, then the second like, line, I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure what's going on there. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just. 
Yeah. It didn't. It doesn't fit the vibe for me, just personally. Hmm. Yeah. You all go out and listen to that awesome song and let, <laughs> let us know what you think because I would love to hear other opinions on it for real. Yeah. But for me, it's kind of like, why? What? Why? Because the, yeah. the rest of the album, I think, is pretty solid. And it's one of the ones that I had when I was, when I was painting. Yeah. And again, this album, In Mind and Atlas, yeah. both of those albums are like, just I was listening to it in the summertime and it's just chill. Yeah. It's middle of the day. Yeah. A nice afternoon album while you're while you're kicking it. Gloss of red wine. Yeah, you're <laughs> just you know watching the the neighborhood or in your backyard at the pool or you know yeah. looking off your balcony or or just you know chilling in your apartment, whatever. That's very romantic vision of. Yeah, it is. That's a good summer, word. You meant summertime. Yeah, yeah not, I we hadn't used that word today to describe this this artist, but romantic. Hmm. I could say some of the. It's kind of romantically nostalgic. Yeah. Um. Particularly these two albums. Yeah. Um, if, and this is why we throw it in. If you guys are going to start with, anybody wants to listen to uh, um, this band, Real Estate, I would start with Atlas mm-hmm. and then go to In Mind. Start with either one of those, but I would start with Atlas and then In Mind. Yeah. And um, you will be pleased. If you like that, then I would go to the beginning of their discography and, and go from there. Yeah, I guess like the three last albums, you know, probably. Um, but... Yeah, having listened to the first album all the way through, is uh, is probably like um, it's looser. It's like less structured. I feel like maybe like rawer. Yeah, I think um, they're because they're growing. They're they're trying a little bit new things. You can feel yeah. the energy of them trying to explore a different little niche within their niche because they don't yeah. go too far. Yeah, away from what what they do well and. Yeah. Um, I think that's cool. I think a long time ago, I, I was like, this band, there's all kinds of stuff. They change their style. Yeah. I might have been talking about Incubus, actually. Hmm. And like, oh, they do this. They use acoustic guitars. They're kind of metal. They're kind of funky. Yeah. They're doing all kinds of stuff. And then I think it was my uncle, Tony. Um, and, and he brought the point. He was like, actually, I think it's really cool when a band can do the same thing over and over and do it successfully and, and still maintain that and have that mm. attraction about them and i think you mentioned this maybe, on a previous maybe episode, i said it before it's coming I'm, back to me now i'm getting bit. too old just repeating my thoughts uncle over and tony over. no i don't remember uncle tone i remember <laughs> i remember the sentiment though about doing the same thing over and over you might have not you might have said it off, mm-hmm. off mic maybe not on the show sure but, it, but it, um, nevertheless it's an interesting thing to me that dynamic between a band trying to do the same similar thing over and over but you know, yeah. ACDC or the Foo Fighters, you know, Foo Fighters is a good band that does that. They're, they kind of hit that mark. They know what they're doing. They're rock. Actually, I need to listen to their most recent album because I read some things about it saying that they added a little bit more funkiness to it and grieviness to it and to the chagrin of their drummer, even loops. Chagrin? Chagrin. I use that word. That's the word of the podcast, man. That's the word of the day. Someone bet me to use chagrin in a sentence. I, <laughs> what? I used it three times. Wait, what is that, though, actually? Is that a real word? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me look it up now. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm Sh- interested. In... Uh, if I can spell it. Chagrin. Because, uh, see, I'm like, I have like these words in my vocabulary, and I'll just throw them out there. And then when someone says I... Ask for a meaning. It's like you know, I can't really. I have to look it up. Like I use it in a certain way, but I can't. 
you know the context no the context i think that's very fair and most people would use a lot of words that they wouldn't be able to define right off the top of their head either so it's completely normal so chagrin spelled c-h-a-g-r-i-n is meant to uh describe distress or embarrassment at having failed or being humiliated (laughs) maybe that's a strong way of uh, saying it but chagrin of uh uh, what's his name? The drummer of Foo Fighters. Can't remember. But um, you can't say. Anyway, we digress a little bit. But he's, bas- he's dope. basically, the latest Foo Fighters album. I need to listen to it because it sounds like they did a little bit more of experimentation with something a little bit more groovy and funky. Interesting. But they said it was still very much in the Foo Fighters wheelhouse. Still very much with the Dave Grohl melodies and. I bet it's good it. then, because I mean they're an example of what i'm talking about kind of consistent not yeah. going crazy different album trying exploring new things yeah they're kind of hitting their mark yeah you know over and over again and they do it really well in a slightly different way they do you know explore to an extent but stay within that niche yeah um i'd be interested to listen to that yeah good we'll point good definitely point. we'll spin it um but uh yeah the thing is like um i think i'm not sure which album it was on real estate but they also said at some point that they were they are trying to create a unique sound um, in a way where they want it to be their own sound. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you hear it, you'll be like, that's real estate kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they sort of mentioned, I think they might have mentioned that as far back as when they were doing Atlas in 2014. Right. It's that kind of, um, you know, uh, yeah, just trying to be unique. And um, <clears throat> they also said they don't want to repeat. repeat themselves actually so Mm -hmm. from everything you were saying it's like i feel like there are some bands out there that that do do a lot of drastic things from album to album i think warpaint even was like an example of that like from their last album they put out versus the one they put out just before that Mm -hmm. i felt like was different not the same vibe kind of thing maybe two different I mean, the classic example of it is OK Computer, right? Not OK mm. Computer, um, Kid A mm-hmm. with Radiohead. A kind of stark departure into a new territory. Yeah, that was just like completely 360, you know, degree turn. Yeah, first three songs don't even have guitars. Yeah, yeah, and it's all like blips and bloops. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it, but yeah, I like it. I, but it's to the test of time, and now it's, it's basically regarded classic today, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, real estate are not doing that. They're just getting. <laughs> they're not doing. They're that. not doing that. They're just getting more um, focused I sounding. Mean, yeah, maybe or something like that. Like, this yeah. whole their whole career, their discography is honing in this sound that they developed really well. That they, I think, they did a good job, and I think they hit the mark. They did find their own sound, yeah. their own pocket, yeah. you know, of music. Yeah. If it, if you put them on most of the time, ninety percent of the time, I would be able to say like, yeah, that's real estate. Yeah, um, it's that unique sounding to me. Um, even though a lot of people would say it's not starkly different from other stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, context is everything. Mm-hmm. People are going to say it's, it's not a, super experimental. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Mm. That's not what they're going for. That's not who they're making music for. I'm, yeah. I'm sure these guys are very capable of doing something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're choosing to use guitars yeah. as, as a main you know, source of melody. kind of simple beats but you know i say simple but 
it's not necessarily easy to explain for that for example that song darling that we played mm-hmm. off the first track of in mind mm-hmm. i'm not sure exactly what's going on there but the beat does kind of change and i don't know if it's some kind of syncopation or yeah time signature change but there is some some oddities in there yeah which makes that song super cool because it mostly yeah. sounds straightforward yeah but you're like yeah it did some like uh like double time thing or something like that yeah it goes so the, I mean, yeah, yeah. they're playing with music and stuff, and it's super yeah. cool. They're use, they got some tricks up their sleeve, even though they're presenting it in a really kind of chill way. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I think they do really well. And that's why I would say, you know, I would recommend them and listen to them if you're trying to chill. Yeah, solid, solid group. Yeah. Um, so I mean, boom, 2020. Yeah. And they released the main thing. The main thing. Which is the name of the album, the main thing. <laughs> Which they, they talked about, <clears throat> there was a song on there called The Main Thing. And it was one of the last al- uh, songs that they recorded for the album. Um, and they were saying, I think on this album, just in general, that, that they've uh, um, collaborated a little bit more or together as a group, like lyrically, I think, and stuff like that. And maybe like on a few other things, like they're sort of sharing more ideas and implementing more of each other's mm-hmm. ideas and what they're doing kind of yep. thing throughout the whole album. And I think they said for that song, the, the main song, the main thing, um, uh, they recorded it uh, live. And for that song, at least, I'm not sure what they did for the rest of the album, but um, I think Martin was saying that he wanted to kind of capture a feeling you know like when you're in a band and you're playing a song for the first time or you just discover something like mm-hmm. you just discover that thing that, and you'd like that really moment where everyone it. yeah you don't yeah. have to say anything but everyone feels it yeah like someone plays a riff or whatever and someone does something else and you're like oh yeah that's it yeah kind of thing like that's what they were trying to capture in that song like musically i think and he, he said like he hadn't sung the lyrics in front of any anyone until right. they recorded it and um and so they did it and then they were like saying like the rest of the band members were like well i don't know about these lyrics it sounds sounds a bit weird it sounds like you want to like kill someone or like it sounded a little odd it didn't so, sound like yeah, it quite like fit in a stalker or something like that because um, he's he's they're in a recording studio and he's in yeah. the booth recording and they're listening to it live stuff they've never heard before the lyrics yeah. they haven't heard yeah yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. so just to paint the picture of the, yeah. what they're where they're at and what what's going on yeah and um yeah so they're all like there and they eventually so they they go away and think about it for a few days and they it's just like a, a couple of word changes or whatever that sort of made it mm-hmm. different to get the sentiment across and i think the sentiment was something to do well, they said the whole thing really with this album is that uh they're you know proper adults now they have children and families and stuff like that and i think martin really talked about you know you know just consuming the the news that was happening around you know with politics in america and everything like that and um i think the sentiment they kind of wanted to get across with that song and the album was that um you know when the world's kind of falling down around you you have to try and do something different kind Mm -hmm. of thing and really find soothe your own soul so you can be a better person to like Mm -hmm. i think that was kind of the sentiment that they said they were trying to put forth with this album and in that song in particular kind Mm -hmm. of thing um but yeah which i thought was interesting 
yeah yeah i think that's super cool and and they they do also stay kind of consistent lyrically with the content of what they're talking about kind of um staying true to just like i'm a person how do i feel what are my emotions and what are my immediate surroundings and how do i interact with that and how does it interact with me and and what does this mean you know kind of uh you know i don't want to say pedestrian that sounds too mundane because yeah. because pedestrian stuff is is human yeah. uh, kind of normal mundane stuff every day is every yeah he's talking about every day that's a good way to say it yeah. like just everyday feelings and interacting with your world around you um and while that sounds kind of simple and like we all do that you know mm. it's cool to it's it's still very introspective and it's there's not a lot of answers yeah. and every day people are out there looking at thinking who am i where am I? What am I doing here? And why? <laughs> and yeah. so there's big questions in these kind of pedestrian feelings. You, you feel where I'm coming from? Am I explaining that um, in, in any kind of sensible way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's it's like a common thing we're all going through. But but, but yeah, but there's but, nothing there's nothing simple about it. Or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. It's yeah, of, it's kind of deep. It's kind of totally. Mm, esoteric i don't know not esoteric that's not the right word but yeah i get what you say that's for another word of the day i think jay. i understand you let's see if the listeners understand. i hope the listen that's that's who i'm you know i think i know jay understands me i hope after all these years that i've known you um yeah. but hopefully the listeners know if you please please hit me up on this email because i want to know if i'm saying sentences you know i'm barely saying sentences sometimes at least that's how i feel so <laughs> Uh, I feel the same way sometimes. It's, it's I was weird. Like, I was like, I just said a whole sentence. It's like, what did I say? <laughs> did that, any of that make sense? I don't know. No, it's we'll fun. Yeah. But yeah, so the main thing called is what their album is called in 2020. I think they expanded on their sound. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. It's kind of a little bit of bigger sound. They expanded on it. Yeah. Um, one of the highlights is, um, I think the, the, it's called Paper Cup. I think it's the second yeah, yeah. track. I, I got that one, actually, yeah. Isn't that someone featured on that? Sylvan Esso? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you heard of them? No. Is that, who are they? Is it a they or is it a person? I, I think or? it's a they. Okay. I, I was thinking about the wrong band, which was like, I won't even say it. But um, they're, <laughs> they're pretty, they've come up in my circles of yeah. other people I talk to about music with. Yeah. And um, I've listened to them a little bit. I still have some exploring to do, some discovery to do. They were a pop duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't even want to say too much about them because I don't know enough. But yeah, Amelia Meath mm-hmm. um, does some vocals on that, mostly kind of background and harmony vocals. Yeah, um, kind of supporting Courtney's Martin Courtney's vocals. Okay, um, kind of just blends right in. It sounds really nice. I think it works really well. Yeah, yeah. And it was cool that they're. They've never done that on their album, so it's another new thing they're adding to their repertoire, yeah. to their discography, and to their, their their musical exploration. Should we play out on that for this yeah. episode, or do we want to say any more about yeah, real estate? No, um, yeah. that, that, that. Yeah, no, that's basically all I got. The, this album's cool. There's a few more instruments on it. Hmm. There's some like pizzic, piz, pizzicato violin oh yeah i think with, where they're plucking yeah yeah Pica- oh, P- pizzicato <laughs> i don't know how to not, say it not picasso not picasso picasso P- but P- P- oh my P- god P- 
Um, but there's yeah some folky piano in there. So uh, some yeah. new sounds. Yeah. Again, they're expanding. It's a cool album. I'm not as familiar with it as. Oh, this is the album that has strings in it, right? They started adding strings, I think. Yeah. So again, it's yeah. a little bit bigger, more cinematic kind of feel. Yeah, I like that about this album. Oh, they didn't go too far. It's not. It's not out of whack compared to the other albums. No, though. I think this this track "Falling Down" is really good as well. As like, the strings are like, it's weird. It's like everything they do is like subdued. <laughs> totally it's it's almost muted it's yeah. they keep it in a real chill level like when they add keys like it's like you can barely hear them and now they've added mm -hmm. strings and you can barely hear them yeah like even their vocals you can barely hear them sometimes That's totally like, yeah especially on this album i think yeah. they mix some of their vocals very deep in the mix which yeah. i like a, a lot of the time it doesn't need to be such a poppy stark vocal layer yeah, right, yeah. far above the music because again they're, yeah. they're really good at creating this chill vibe that kind of just allows you to fall into it and kind of yeah being a kind of chill meditative state yeah um it's not it's not a call to action you know it's not look what we can what come musical tricks we can do well do you think though that like because i feel like um sometimes that can be emotive you know doing the opposite of what they're doing you know? yes <laughs> you know what i mean it's like you you know you're saying they're not trying to draw attention to things really and stuff like that and it's like you know um yeah i don't know how i feel about that i like i think it works for them it's a it's a, it's a decision it's a choice uh, it is very much very much it's very obvious like on purpose choice yeah they're doing like i said like with the strings in this album like they could have pumped them up in the mix more they could have like did a little bit more with with that kind of mm -hmm. thing but they're just sure. but they're in there and they're just very subtle and they're like you wouldn't even know you know that they're there or not yeah know, subtle is a great way to describe yeah. kind of their whole discography yeah they're just they're not trying to shout off the mountaintops about who we are and what we're doing yeah you know they're purposefully trying to be super chill and subdued yeah and they do it really well I, I, you know i think it's a good thing and again you can look up other reviews and be like they won't say good things about them <laughs> but we're here to say good things about them because i know what they're about and that's what they provided for me that's the value that i see yeah and i continue to go back for them for that yeah i think th they seem like they like to make music and they're gonna still make music in the future and i'm gonna be following them yeah i think the only thing they said is it gets harder like um the more they do it kind of thing and i think that's what they said about this album as well or maybe the album before this is you know, sometimes they lose sight of what they're doing kind of thing mm -hmm. um, because of the success and because of the touring and because of doing this for so many years. Right. Um, you know, it can become like a job kind of thing, um, which is a crazy concept for me to hear that right. there are bands and musicians out there that start to feel this way after a while because, you know, I guess like, you know, there's a cycle that still exists of... Um, recording an album and then touring and then recording an album and touring kind of thing yeah to be honest with you i thought that was like an old school way of doing things i don't think it really existed anymore because of lack of money in the music industry but there seems to be a lot of bands that still do it that way like uh, them being one example real estate yeah today more than ever yeah touring is where they're getting most of their money because of merchandise and ticket yeah. sales as yeah. opposed to album sales because everybody's streaming it yeah. for free yeah yeah so so yeah like they said like every time they go to write music it's like i think they just kind of need to um sort of uh 
check themselves a little bit and, uh, you know, not be on autopilot, I think. I think they mentioned that, which is something that Warpaint mentioned as well about, um, uh, you know, when they were on tour, they had like their little home studio in their in their bus kind of thing mm-hmm. in order for them to create music whilst they're on the road. Because I guess I have never been there, never done this, but when you're touring, you're playing the same songs night in, night out kind of yeah. thing. And, you know, yeah, I mean, how... That would be a weird thing to play the same song every night and then just like, oh, I'm not really into this anymore kind of thing. It's a weird phenomenon. Yeah. Because the music that you create that didn't exist before and these tours of this music that didn't exist before you did it become part of your life and become part of what you're involved with and and it permeates your brain and it changes your existence. You know, and that's it's a cool, powerful thing, something you created is changing you and affecting you yeah. how it does that it varies between how you respond to it um you know and what you think about it and how you want to i already said it how you want to respond to it yeah um yeah. it's an interesting thing a lot of bands don't make it past that kind of 10 year mark after you've been creating multiple albums consistently over 10 years a lot of people get burnt out or don't yeah. know what to do or feel like they don't have an, anything more to say yeah through this project yeah, I feel that's happened to a lot of bands. Kings of Leon was one I think I mentioned before, where I loved them when they first came out, mm-hmm. and um, I have sort of lost track of them the last few years. But like, I think by their third or fourth album, I was like, I don't know what you guys are doing anymore. This is not right. really like, this isn't what I was into when you first started. Right. Out. You just seem like a a rock band that's like dialing it, phoning it in right now, or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, I haven't been yeah. following them either. Yeah. Last I heard, I mean, yeah, they were on tour. It was, this was already like five years or exactly, more. Yeah, and yeah the, that's the last time I listened to something like five I, years ago. Because they had a good run. <laughs> they did, yeah. And I, I remember music on the, the radio even several years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, uh, he had some issues with alcohol or something, and I think he had to cancel the tour. Yeah, we have talked about this before, I think. Yeah. But yeah, like their first album was was like 70s kind of rock thing for me vibe kind of thing in a really good way really interesting way the way they recorded the album and then uh now the last things i saw of them they were just like i think the lyrics was him singing about him being on tour or something like that and and the sound changed and they were just like i mean that sounds like shaved all their beards and their long 70s hair off (laughs) they're just playing parts playing roles i don't know i don't want to say anything bad because i don't know exactly what they've been doing over the past five years but yes, yeah, similar kind of experience about that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, play us out on that that last track, one of your choice from the main thing. But I definitely I recommend Real Estate. I think they're a cool project. Yeah. They've been super consistent. They have a pretty solid, prolific discography. Yeah. There's it's a lot to check out. There's at least three or four albums that I would say are you know in my lineup. Yeah. Um, that I've gone back to over the years. Um, and I, I can't recommend them enough. It's super chill. If you, if you're trying to paint or trying to chill, yeah. play with your kids or, uh, you know, yeah. And once it's not a thing anymore, <laughs> I think it would be nice to see them live. Um, yeah, yeah. It would be a great concert. I think they'll bring a, I think I saw one clip of them playing and I was like, yeah, I think this seemed like a, that'd be a band to see live. Cause it's not like you're not going to get stuck in a mosh pit, but you can still enjoy like a kind of rock show yeah, you can, right, it's, yeah it's something to chill out to and just have your own thoughts and, and sip yeah. it on a nice ipa there you go. in the summertime in the afternoon 
Uh, and th- that's the vibes these guys bring to me. So I stop talking about summer, man, because I'm missing it in this uh, I know. dark, cold, dreary Seattle. And I'm from England as well. It was dark and dreary over there. I'm about. I'm over to, it. I'm about ready to relocate this podcast to <laughs> Miami or somewhere. Hey, so, I'm uh, coming with. I'm okay. coming with. Let's do it. Let's do it. Our next broadcast might be from Miami, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be in like flowery shirts. On the we'll beach. We'll replace our, our, our beers with uh, margaritas and stuff like Something that. Something with an umbrella in it. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, yo, hit us up. Um, real estate, I recommend them. If you guys got any cool stories or you know this or you have any corrections, hit us up with that email, Jay. Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L radio.com. That's it. That's it. That's all we got, folks. Um, yeah, hey, also... We have a website now that's been around for many months, but many moons. Roots what? to Greaves.com. We have that now. I registered it. Oh, awesome. This is news to me. This I just found you. that out. I did not know that. Roots to Greaves.com. Awesome. You can find every episode of this show and the video episodes as well. Heck if you're yeah. listening to the audio. So that's super cool. Check that out. Let us know what you think. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Play us out, Jay. Paper Cup featuring Sil Sylvanessa. <laughs>